Hello and welcome to the Fairview Knox Church Prophecy Update podcast series, a series totally dedicated to looking at today's news and events through the lens of biblical prophecy. And now, let's turn it over to your host and the lead pastor at Fairview Knox Church, Jeff Laborde. Well, thank you, Jeremy. Hello, everyone. For those that don't know me, I'm Jeff Laborde, lead pastor at Fairview. Wow, this has been a long time coming. I can't tell you how excited I am to begin this series. We'll be looking at what is going on in the world today through the lens of biblical prophecy. But before we get started today, I want to pause to say very quickly that I'm dedicating this inaugural biblical prophecy last day's update to the memory and the ministry of Dr. Jimmy DeYoung. Few men have had the impact and the influence that Dr. DeYoung has had on my life and my ministry. Just last week, he went home to be with the Lord. He's with the one that he continued to tell us throughout his ministry would soon return. Dr. DeYoung's departure doesn't change the fact that Jesus' arrival is very soon on the horizon for the bride, his church, you and I. Now, with that, let's do. Um, let's look at three reasons that we cannot ignore, nor do we exploit the events of the last days. Now, in ignoring the events that we are watching unfolding, if we don't go to the Word of God, we end up making our own decisions and our own commentary on what's happening around us. And as believers, I cannot begin to tell you how dangerous that is, that if you let the headlines of the latest news direct your heart, and determine your opinion on the heart and the hand of God, you're going to arrive at a very dangerous conclusion. Now, not only can we not ignore what's happening around us, we don't want to exploit what's happening around us. Meaning this, we're not going to emotionalize or sensationalize the fact that we're living in the last days. And to be quite candid, beloved, there's no need to sensationalize. It's quite surreal that you and I are watching the unfolding, the absolute undeniable unpacking of God's prophetic warnings that were written thousands of years ago. You and I are living in the midst of them. So if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. If you're not taking notes, I want you to write this down. Number one, we cannot ignore biblical prophecy because of the opportunity for ministry. Beloved, there is an expectation for followers of Yahshua Messiah, of Jesus Christ, to be aware, alert, and anticipating these last days. In fact, Paul says it this way in 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 13. I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. Now, that word ignorant in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, and verse 13, it literally means to not know um, through a lack of information. Uh, by implication, it means to ignore the information that you have. So what Paul is saying is, I don't want you to ignore. You, you hear the, the very English word in the root of ignorant, to ignore. Beloved, this is not a lack of revelation. It's a lack of application. You and I are living in a day that is screaming. It is pregnant with prophecy. And there is an expectancy as followers of Jesus Christ 
that we're going to have spiritual eyes to see, hearts to obey. In these last days, God has not spoken anything that he's not already revealed to his prophets, to his priests. That's that's you and I. We are blood-bought children of God. There is an expectancy that we would not be ignorant. And there is certainly no lack of information and revelation. In fact, I would simply say it to you this way. We are without excuse as believers of Christ living in these last days because we we have, number one, we have inspired information and revelation. We have the living Word of God. That Bible that you're looking at, that you study, in Jesus' name, I'm telling you, beloved, that's not just any kind of book. That is the living, infallible, inerrant, authoritative Word of God. And the reason that it impacts us and affects us in the way that it does is because His Word will not return void. It will accomplish all that He sent forth for it to do. The flower will fade. The grass will wither. Every word that He's given us will come to pass. The expectation is that we will not be taken by surprise. 2 Timothy 3.16 says all Scripture is breathed out by God. It's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. You and I didn't get saved simply to get out of hell and to one day go to the glories of heaven. You and I are a part of the blood-bought army living in the last days before our general, the captain of our salvation, Jesus Christ, comes to get us. We are to occupy until he comes. And not only do we have the revelation of God's inspired word, we have the illumination of the person of the Holy Spirit. John 16, 13 says that when the Spirit of truth comes, and beloved, He's already come, Acts chapter 2, He came and birthed the church on the very day, on the very feast of Pentecost. It's the shadow, it's the substance, it's the fulfillment of the birthing of the church 50 days after the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. What an incredible, unbelievable, powerful picture that you and I have. The Spirit of truth has come. He will guide you into all truth, for He will not speak on His own authority. But whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will declare to you the things that are to come. Did you hear that? He will declare to you the things that are to come. Beloved, we have a Lord and Savior that Revelation says He is the Spirit of prophecy. You and I walk not in darkness, but in light. There's an expectation that we are going to minister in these last days. In fact, the prophet Hosea 4 and verse 6 said it this way, My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, because you have rejected knowledge. That word rejected in in the original Hebrew text, it means to be rendered silent or dumb. Now, not dumb intellectually, but dumb vocally, verbally, orally. Meaning this, we're being destroyed in these last days because the revelation that we've been given oftentimes doesn't match or support our own personal agenda. And rather than operating in the Spirit under the authority of the one that bought us at Calvary, we've rejected the knowledge that we're living in the last hours of the last days. And remember... That word rejection, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. That word destroyed, rather, it means to be rendered silent. He says, because of that, I reject you from being a priest to me. 
Now, here's what I want to say to you by way of application as we move in to some urgency and accountability. You and I, according to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, we are a chosen race, a royal priesthood. Beloved, priests are not those who are aloof from people through the rigors of religion. They're not those who are clad in clerical suits. We are blood-bought children. You are a priest, beloved. And of all times for us to not be rendered silent, when we ought to be priests ministering to those who are fearful, mask mandates, vaccine debates, political division, all manner of confusion that's railing and, and running through our communities and our churches. This is a time for the salt that's bought by the Savior to rise up. This is a time for light to prevail against darkness. Now, not only is there an expectation that we've talked about in this prophecy update, but there's an urgency and an accountability. Joel 2 verse 1 says, Blow a trumpet in Zion. Sound an alarm on my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming. It is near. Did you notice he said, sound an alarm on my holy mountain? Beloved, without, without going into great detail, I can say with confidence, and not arrogance, but with biblical authority that in, in God's word, when it says my holy mountain, he is speaking specifically of the temple mount in Jerusalem. Have you noticed how the whole world's attention has been fixed to that little piece of real estate called Israel? No bigger than Rhode Island. Yet the whole world is, if I could borrow the words from an Old Testament prophet who said this day would come, they are drunk on the wine of trying to control Jerusalem. There is an urgency and there is an accountability. Because you and I as believers need to awaken to the fact, sound an alarm, be sober-minded that we are living in the last hours of the last days, and you and I as believers are going to the Bema seat. Now, I don't have time to unpack this because we're about to close this particular update with some current insights. But you need to know this, beloved. According to Romans chapter 14, verse 10, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 11 through 15. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 9 through 10. You and I are going to appear before the Bema seat. It's a seat of examination and celebration. It's not for our salvation because we wouldn't even be at the Bema seat if it weren't for the fact that we trusted Christ who paid for our sins at Calvary and rose on the third day with all power and authority from the grave. You and I, if you're a believer, a follower of Jesus, now I want you to notice something. I didn't say, are you a church member? I, I didn't ask you if, if you have been baptized or christened or catechized. I'm asking you, do you have an intimate, personal, real relationship with Jesus Christ? If you do, the next event on God's prophetic calendar, that's the whole reason Paul wrote in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 13 following. He didn't want us to be ignorant, indifferent, unaware. We've been given the revelation of God. And soon, Jesus Christ is coming to get his bride, the church, in the rapture 
The Bible speaks of it. Jesus taught it. Don't let anybody tell you that it's a new doctrine. Don't let anybody tell you that it's not in the Bible. Beloved, Jesus himself speaks of it on multiple occasions and very specifically in John chapter 14. Now, we're going to the Bema seat. And soon and very soon, we're going to give an account. Remember what I said. There's an expectation for us to be aware of where we're living in prophecy. There's an urgency and an accountability. You and I are going to give an account to the one who bought us. He saved us by faith. Then he gifted us through the Holy Spirit to operate in faith through a, through a faith gift. And we're going to stand before him at the Bema. Five crowns that could be ours if we serve him faithfully. Not to be saved, but because we are saved and we walked in the Spirit and we were a part of the last day's harvest of souls. Now, here's the last thing I want to say to you as we close out. We've talked about the expectation because of the time that we're living in, the urgency and the accountability as believers of Jesus Christ. And here's the last thing I want to say to you before we go today. Uh, I want to talk to you about the frequency and the growing intensity. Uh, Jesus uses this analogy specifically in Matthew chapter 24, when he's teaching his disciples right before he's crucified for our sins, and he, he, he aligns, and other biblical writers, writers do it as well, he uses the illustration of a woman in labor. He says it's like the birth pains of Jacob. Now, Jacob is an Old Testament synonym for Israel. According to Isaiah 66, 8, uh, Israel's rebirth in May of 1948 was a prophesied miracle. Who has seen such a thing? Shall a nation be brought forth at once? For as soon as Zion travailed, that's birthing language, she brought forth her child. Now, here's what I want you to, to listen carefully to. We, the intensity, the, the sheer frequency, what I mean by frequency is we barely get a chance to breathe now and we're hit again. Something else, a new variant, a new political crisis, a new global military crisis. crisis. Here's three or four things I want you to look for as you study the Word of God, walk in the Spirit, and look for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Number one, there's going to be a loss of liberty and a rise of tyranny. That's just a fact. It's not, it's not being anti-anything. I, I love my country. I love the fact that I've been privileged to live in the greatest country on the earth. But, beloved, I'm telling you, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 3 says that when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction will come upon them, uh, listen to the language, as travail upon a woman with child. We are going to watch a loss of liberty, and there is a rise of tyranny because the spirit of Antichrist is well at work today. And beloved, I know what's I know because this is probably the number one question that we're being asked right now, specifically for me in my ministry. Should I get the vaccine or not? Here's what I want to say to you. I want to say what my wife and I have leaned upon in the Word of God. I know that there's a lot of opinions and divisions in the church today about whether or not to be vaccinated. Let me simply say this to you. You need to follow the leadership of the Spirit. According to Colossians chapter 3, verse 15, the Bible says, Let the peace of God rule in your heart. Now, that word rule means umpire. That's where we get our word umpire. 
Now, you can't have the peace of God. You can't have the peace from God unless you have the Holy Spirit of God, and he's the umpire. And you do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do because no man can know what is right or wrong for you, the one who created you. And as we live in a day where we're a loss of liberty and a rise of tyranny, you're going to have to learn, we are going to have to learn to, to depend less and less on the opinion of man and the commentary of, of the news, and more on the authority of the Word and the leadership of the Spirit. Now, number two, very quickly, not only a loss of liberty and a rise of tyranny, but there's, there's a demise of America's global authority. According to Zechariah chapter 14, verse 2, Beloved, America is not mentioned in biblical prophecy, not last day's biblical prophecy. And if she is, it's simply implied by this statement that all nations gathered to make war against Jerusalem. Beloved, America, has she's under the judgment of God. And that isn't because God doesn't love us. It's because we have told God to get out of our schools, and then we wonder why we have columbines. We've told God we don't want him in our politics, and we wonder why everything is scandalous and there's an absence of honesty and integrity. We've told God we're going to redefine marriage and the family, and we wonder why our nation is under such serious days of pestilence and confusion and politi political division. So there's a demise of America's global authority. It's, it hurts to watch. It's grievous to see. But what is happening politically, and that's not a political statement. That's just a factual truth. We are losing our authority and our military power as the days pass by. Number three, there's going to be an intensity of demonic activity. Second Timothy chapter three says that there will be a proliferation of demonic doctrines. I see it every day, even among well-intended believers that are questioning the authority, the veracity, the infallibility of the word of God. Beloved, please study to show yourself approved. Understand that in these last days, the expectation is to get in the Word of God. The urgency and accountability is that we will give an account to God. And there is an intensity among the demonic activity that's pressing in against the church. Pray for your pastor. Pray for your church leaders because the demons know the lateness of the hour. Revelation chapter 12, verse 12 says that Satan knows the hour is late and his time is limited. Beloved, pray for those who love you and lead you. Lastly, there's also going to be early contractions and distractions, meaning simply this. What you and I are witnessing as we see the foreshadowing, I don't believe that the vaccine is the mark of the beast out of Revelation chapter 13, but I do believe it's a type and a shadow. I'm convinced that what we're seeing as we move to a global reset. Now, that's, those are not my words. Those are the very words of the godless, atheistic leaders across the globe that are saying we need to reset everything. It is a preparation. It's the revived Roman Empire. It's coming. It's here. I pray you'll be ready. You keep looking up, beloved, because soon and very soon, that great getting up morning is coming. Well, thank you for joining us today on the Fairview Knox Church podcast for the launch of our prophecy series. We pray it provides you not only with knowledge, but also peace from the Word of God. 
If you do not know Jesus today, it is not too late. The Father loved each and every one of us so much that He sent Jesus, His only Son, to the earth on a rescue mission for us. If we will confess and ask God to forgive us of our sins, if we will accept Jesus' free gift of salvation, not for anything that we have done or earned, but because of everything that He did on the cross and through His resurrection, and if we will make Him our Lord and follow Him in each step of our daily life to make His fame and His renown known to the world, then we will be saved. Saying these words alone does not save you. But believing by faith that He is real and stepping out to turn away from your sin and toward the Father will. If that is you today and you are making that profession today, we are rejoicing with you. All of heaven is rejoicing. We are so excited. We want you to let us know because we want to come alongside of you and help you get started on your walk. Um, You can email us at salvation at fairviewknox.com. Hey, stay tuned each Sunday as we live stream our worship experiences at 1045 a.m. Eastern Time at fairviewknox.com. And if you're ever close to Knoxville, we would love for you to drop by and join us. Have a great day.